Red leather face, yellow leather face, red leather face, yellow leather face, red leather face, yellow leather face, crappy tuppy Johnny, crappy tuppy Johnny. Woo! Yeah. So three red leather faces, yellow leather faces, and then two crappy tuppy Johnny. Three yellow leather face, two crappy tuppy Johnnies, and one Bobby Shorts. Man, we quit. You know, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <clears throat> no- nothing. Ready to watch some movies? Aw, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. That was Zach, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's the movie we watch, you get it? Yeah, what did we watch? Conjuring. Yeah. It, so, they do the clap thing in the movie. Yes. The weirdest way to play hide and seek of all time, <laughs> but it works. Only in a ghost movie yeah. would they play hide and seek that way, just for that <laughs> scary. No, Zach, it's based on a true story. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so zach what was your familiarity with the conjuring uh franchise of films i thought this was the one with the darth maul man and i was sad that is the ins- that is the other set of james wan ghost <laughs> movies starring patrick wilson how could you get them confused because <laughs> uh, they're all the same movie i don't know <laughs> I mean, the Conjuring movies are better, but... <laughs> I've only seen this one now, yeah. so... But I was just... I only know the Darth Maul man. And you didn't know, you didn't know Annabelle? <laughs> well, I knew that there's Annabelle and the Nun. Yeah, Those came the, out recently. Spin-offs. The only successful cinematic universe outside of Marvel is the Conjuring franchise and I love it. Is it successful <laughs> is it though? Because I thought people yeah. don't like the spinoffs. They make money. And mm. I know like um the first Annabelle gets a lot of hate, but apparently the second one's pretty good. There's more than one? There are technically three. Although Annabelle through Annabelle comes home, the one that came out earlier this year, is kind of just like it's like Conjuring 2.5. From what I've heard, because Annabelle Comes Home is basically Annabelle in the Warren's house with all the other ghosts, like getting the daughter and her friends. Happy Huntsman. Yeah, but spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. I just Darth Maul, man. And he's not. I'm sorry. Well, that's all I knew about. Or what I thought I knew. <laughs> was yeah. like Friday the 13th all over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's the Darth Maul guy? <laughs> uh, his name is Lipstick Demon. Thank you. Is it him from Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> Please? <laughs> no, but... All right. I have a very fun fact. Uh-huh. You know who plays Bathsheba in this movie? Uh, the guy who looks like Chester Bennington. Yes. His name is Joseph Bashara. I just uh-huh. found this out. Uh, literally right now uh-huh. he also plays the lipstick demon in insidious uh-huh. and he can you guess what other job he has on these movies just from looking at him he could be any number of things he is the composer for the score <gasps> oh <laughs> yeah it's just so funny to me that james one was like i don't know you're also weird looking you want to be a demon <laughs> twice he's done that to this guy oh, no. <laughs> i mean it's like john Carpet carpenter with uh Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, you walk funny. Yeah. You be, be in my movie. movie. <laughs> With uh, Nick Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I remember. But uh, now that we know your familiarity, what did you think of the movie, Zach? I like Patrick Wilson. He was funny. <laughs> did you not care for the rest of the movie? I'm not really into ghost stuff. Mm. Like, that's why Poltergeist was such a, like, a happy surprise because it was yeah. just like a fun movie. This was just like, like how you described it was the best. It, it's what you think it is, but it's the best of that. Yeah, it's like if you got, well, I mean, it's literally if you got one of the most talented directors working today with a screenplay that was like been worked on in in, in a good way. It's been worked on like to death for years, mm-hmm. like plotted and perfected. Yeah. And then like hired two of like the best actors to play your leads. And we're like, go. Yeah. You're gonna wind up with a pretty good movie. Like, yeah. Uh, I will say the 
like cinematography and stuff oh, it was so, so good. good and lipstick man did a great job on the score yeah the score to this movie is great yeah it was in the beginning and there's like as the captions put it sour piano notes yeah. and i was like <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like a super horror movie thing. How has there not been that in any other horror movie yet? I mean, it's kind of there in some of them. I mean, not as like prominent though. Like, yeah, this was the first time that I noticed it. Well, this is a very specific like throwback to a specific era. Like, not only did they want to mm. set it in the seventies, they very much made it like a seventies movie, which with I like. The Texas Chainsaw intro style yeah. intro with the subtitles. J- James Wan like seems to really know and like horror because there's always stuff kind of sprinkled throughout his movies that I really enjoy kind yeah. of finding. Yeah, that that was another cool thing about this movie, watching other horror movies. Yeah. Then leading up to this, I'm like, oh, I know that. I understand that reference. Um. Well, I mean, it's kind of got some poltergeist moments. Oh yeah, yeah. The static. <laughs> the, the yeah. TV the static, static on the TV. The cop walking into the garage. Yeah. It's all very poltergeist. Yeah. But he seems to really like poltergeist. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I, Insidious is basically like a better remake of Poltergeist than the Poltergeist remake. It's a Poltergeist remake? There is. It's got Sam Rockwell in it. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, it's it's not that I didn't like it, because it was a well made movie. But I'm just not into ghost stuff. It's just not your thing. Yeah. It, it didn't suffer from what Blair Witch suffered where right. no, nothing happens. <laughs> like other than just suspense. Like it actually showed stuff. Yeah. But even then, because to me, if someone's getting thrown around the room because they're possessed, I just think it's funny. <laughs> like, That's fair. They're just like, wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Nellie, your wife mention what we do in the shadows yeah that's all i could think (laughs) but yeah so like you're not wrong like i get it but as someone who really likes ghost movies this is Mm. towards the top of the list for me Mm. not like number one or anything but like maybe like top 10 yeah because i i would be the uh the brad of the movie where it's like yeah oh I would 100% be the Brad in real life. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I would be the Brad in me. We're like, that's a draft. Stupid. Yeah. But that's why I liked Poltergeist because it kind of was like, yeah, ghosts are pretty ridiculous. So let's go for it. Yeah. Sort of thing where this was just like, oh, it's creepy the well, whole time. All right. Should we should we jump in here to yeah. the, uh, the movie itself? It, it, it opens on a well, shot. Of- all, all of this is based on true events everything they say which i didn't know yes although i want to say we are not breaking our rule when we said we would never do movies that are based on real things well based on serial killers right but we're not breaking that rule because one it's not serial killers and two this is all i'll say on it and then we can move on because it has no real bearing on the movie ed and lorraine warren were full of shit (laughs) (laughs) i find them as absolutely fascinating figures within pop culture Mm -hmm. i think they are super interesting i think they've got some great ghost stories that may or may not be true but typically don't involve them as much as they would like you to think they did for one thing (laughs) and also a number of them have been proven to be demonstrably false (laughs) multiple times over the ones that they're most famous for. So I think they're really entertaining hucksters who I appreciate being out in the world, spreading joy to horror lovers everywhere. <laughs> and I like this movie and I like the characterization of them in it, but yeah, they're full of shit. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was based on, cause when I watch a ghost movie, I don't think, Oh, true story. Because even if it's based on something, I don't believe that story to be true to begin with. So you don't with. believe in ghosts? This is the one time that I'll say it since this is like the first like super ghost movie because uh-huh. I don't want to like beat a dead horse. To me, I think brain our brains are very complicated and in unexplainable ways that we don't fully understand. So I think our brain kind of fill in gaps that like where we fair. don't know what's going on. Our brains will fill yeah. in the gaps and that's the explanation that i would have for yeah, i i myself fall on a willing to believe but very skeptical side of things mm. 
Um, I hate fucking ghost hunter shows. My yeah. wife mocks me mercilessly because I'm always like, you can't set the electronic, like the EMF readers they use to ghost. So how can <laughs> they know if it's working right or not? I mean, if you so. can set a piano to spooky. <laughs> It's different. John Carpenter can do anything. If John Carpenter hunted ghosts, I would believe it. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, I fall on the side of I think people just need an explanation for things. I think it's uh, something we can't explain yet, but eventually we will be able to. And I, I don't I think it will be more mundane than people would like to believe. Yeah. And that's but I think ghosts are fascinating, though, and I love ghost stories. So, yeah. And, and for me. <laughs> I like it when it's fun and whimsical, like poltergeist, not like edgy and like, oh, this person hung themselves and this and that. Like, I like the funner side of it, like yeah. Haunted Mansion and I stuff. It. Beetlejuice. Well, I mean, Haunted Mansion does open with first hang themselves, but. Yeah, but then it gets fun <laughs> after that. But yeah, I, I like I like the fun take on like the afterlife and all yeah. stuff. Like, especially. Go, go over the top. With yeah, it. I like that because that's fun. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but that's. That's the only time I'll say yeah. that on this podcast because I, I know like people it believe has different no things. Real bearing on the movie because movies are allowed to operate by their own rules, and within the movie, they set up their rules very mm. nicely, so I can believe and follow it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and people believe whatever you want. I don't care what you believe. Yeah. Believe whatever you want. I just wanted to get that out there yeah. so you know where I'm coming from <laughs> with when I watch ghost movies. That's fair. Yeah. But uh, speaking of beliefs and rules, this movie has a great tone setting opening, I think, with Annabelle. It kind of teaches you like a nice soft introduction to the world of the movie. It uh, starts on an opening shot of my aunt as a doll. <laughs> Annabelle has the facial features of my aunt. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> equaling equally as haunting as a person <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me oh, no one in your family listens to this podcast oh my family would agree with me it's fine <laughs> causes as much havoc as annabelle does <laughs> but yeah uh which knowing annabelle was a spinoff i just i thought she was gonna have a bigger role to play especially since it opens with her yeah and especially because like that's what people talk about with this movie i feel like mm-hmm which has always been weird to me because I, I I saw this maybe like two or three years after it came out. I'm trying to think it came out in 2013. I saw it like, I think I saw it like 2016, 2017. Because uh, my wife loves this movie. Um, and it went up on Netflix and she was like, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we put it on and I, I was just like, wait, Annabelle's not the main character. <laughs> she's not i don't know why but yeah because like like every article like from when this movie came out was like the true story behind annabelle the star of the conjuring (laughs) because i i think because the movie doesn't go that much into that backstory and it's one of their most famous cases Mm. people felt the need i guess to like really like be like oh annabelle no she's really interesting and then they did the spinoff so that's like weirdly this movie this very good movie not about a doll's legacy is the doll in it for two minutes yeah (laughs) yeah probably because that's the most marketable thing about the movie oh yeah you can sell an annabelle toy you can't sell a bathsheba toy (laughs) (laughs) well no i mean the the real thing that everybody knows about yeah like oh it's a retelling of that even though it's just the opening yeah sort of thing it's good it's creepy Mm -hmm. and it's quick it's kind of like an awesome little like short horror movie. Yeah. When the intro is happening and they threw away Annabelle and then they just heard like really loud banging on the door. So my first thought is that doll would break its hand knocking on the door that it's hard. It's not the doll. It's a demon, Zach. But there are rules. <laughs> it is setting them up. But, I mean, that's just where my no, brain yeah, goes. It's oh. one of those funny things to picture that doll doing it. Yeah, I just want to see. All I can picture is like the doll just throwing itself <laughs> against the wall. Hey, I'm running out of things. Open the door. <laughs> I can't reach the handle. I'm a doll. <laughs> Let me back in. It's cold out there. And then we cut to uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren giving a lecture on 
ghost hunting, ghost busting, I should say. It makes them feel good. Uh, <laughs> busting makes me yeah, feel good. Yeah. I'm an adult virgin. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, you're teaching me horror movies. I teach you pop pop culture references. Yeah, I like it. Mine. It's great. <laughs> it's a wonderful cultural exchange. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, right off the bat, I mean, Patrick Wilson. I loved him in this movie. I, I just love Patrick Wilson in general. Uh-huh. Um, And he has never said this, but the way he plays this character, I feel like Patrick Wilson thinks that Ed Warren is full of shit <laughs> in the most delightful way, though. Like, yeah. he must feel about him the way that I do. Like, oh, this guy, like Patrick Wilson, the way I describe his performance in this is... um. One part genuine, like, believer, religious, hunting ghosts. Mm. One part Elvis Presley. <laughs> and one part, like, old-fashioned, like, huckster. Yeah. And he he's so good, he plays all three at once. Yeah. And it's, like, the perfect take on this character. Yeah, totally. The whole time we were watching this movie, I just kept impersonating him. Because it's the way he played it was just so good, like a midwestern boy. Just yeah. Oh, these these demons over here. Yeah, he he flies between like sincere to like working a crowd to like getting you to give him your money or something. Good old boy. Yeah, I love him in the. I love Patrick Wilson in general. I love that James Wan has kind of helped him reinvent himself. As like, even though he's often playing the lead in these movies, he's playing a very character actor lead. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Because for a while, like everyone was trying to figure out, like, how do we make Patrick Wilson a leading man? And then Zack Snyder said, we don't. He should gain 40 pounds and play Night Owl and Watchmen. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was yeah. in Watchmen. That's right. Yeah. He's one of the best performances in, in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cast against type at the time. And now that's his type. Sort of just normal good dude <laughs> who's really interesting to watch yeah it, <laughs> the entire time his voice sounded like our impression of george lucas a little bit well uh you know i uh <laughs> there are these ghosts and uh <laughs> it's i i tell you it's steve steve is messing with me you gotta throw a little jersey on it man <laughs> was it jersey or i don't I, know I, where he I got thinks more, Ed Warren is from i got more like midwestern i guess like yeah Milwaukee like Milwaukee some, or something. yeah sometimes it, but it's the actor doing an accent thing of like yeah. eventually it just kind of it's becomes accent. all accents yeah <laughs> it's it just described as accent yeah given enough time <laughs> and then vera formiga is also very good in this movie is lorraine warren his wife mm-hmm. The uh the clairvoyant. I I really like Vera Farmiga. Departed is one of my favorite movies. She's great in it. Uh, yeah, she's good in this movie. She's no Patrick Wilson, but who is <laughs> uh, Patrick Wilson? Is yeah, <laughs> he's the Ocean Master. Uh, Orm, thank you very much. <laughs> um, Ocean Master. <laughs> Orm. <laughs> I just like saying Orm. I like saying Ocean Master. <laughs> How can you not like saying Ocean Master? Just try saying Orm. It's very fun. Orm. Uh? Uh? <laughs> Ugh. Ocean Master. Ocean the, the Man. The stain on your face saying Orm <laughs> made my night. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick Wilson and whatever the fuck his hairline is. <laughs> <laughs> then where does it go? Then we uh, cut over to the Perrin family moving into their new house. It's a yeah. married couple played by a guy from Office Space. Yeah. And, um, Best guy. They have their names right his here. His name is Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor play the couple and they have five daughters. One and of them is uh, Beezus. Beezus? <laughs> Who is Beezus? <laughs> Joey King plays one of the daughters, and she is also Beezus in Ramona and Beezus starring Selena Gomez. Oh. After my time, I suppose. <laughs> well, Selena Gomez was 
the love of my childhood. So that's fair. I get it. Uh, <laughs> and then one of them was CGI baby from Twilight. Yeah. Turns out not CGI, just weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt, it was very CGI. She looks like CGI in this movie though too. <laughs> If you look back, the at baby it. was CGI. She was just weirdly airbrushed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like who airbrushes a child? Those movies are wild, man. <laughs> just give me Michael Sheen all day, every day. Out of ten, <laughs> he the best tur- part of that entire franchise. <laughs> he turned it up to spooky. For yes, sure. he did. He was the only one. Like we're playing vampires. I got this. <laughs> I was a werewolf for such a long time. Give me this, finally. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Conjuring. The Conjuring. But uh, they're moving into their house with a fantastic long take. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they're like to like give you like the layout of the house, which I think is really smart and really fun because it kind of subtly maps out where everything is going to happen so that you end in the water where the boy drowned at your first spooky occurrence, her mm-hmm. finding the toy. And also, I just remembered, I hate this movie. Oh, oh, yeah. They introduce a dog. We are introduced to the dog who will not go into the house. And doesn't get any pets from anybody. No, they pet him. No, he just, like, stay there. He doesn't, like, pet him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Disrespect. And then they, they move into the house. They play their uh, clapping hide-and-seek game for some reason. <laughs> Still unclear. Only it's like Marco Polo. <laughs> Only so we can get, like, the best scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> they're playing the trailers, apparently. The trailer for this, it actually genuinely has one of my favorite trailers. Mm-hmm. They cut all the stuff where it's all the girls playing into the trailer, so it looks like the mom is playing with them, so it's a little longer, and they just essentially let the clip play out, and it just ends with the... And then the title card. Yeah. And I was like, I need to see this movie. And then I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> that's because I'm lame. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I will say, even though like ghost stuff doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies, credit to James Wan or whoever's responsible, just horror movie filmmaking in general. They, Because we watch these movies right before we film this. Uh-huh. And it's trained my brain to like look for things in corners of my eyes and like, even though I'm looking at you, I, I keep like jumping yeah. to like behind you because I'm like, because my brain is just wired to do that right now. Yeah. And James Wan's bag of tricks are, even if he's not doing a long take, he does like, you know, the like the showy kind, like the opening of the, the parent family. He does takes that are consistently longer, like mm-hmm. with less cuts in them than most filmmakers do. And it really, especially now where like literally I think somebody did like a count like it's something typically like three cuts a second or something, three cuts every 10 seconds. Yeah. His are especially in this where it's supposed to be the seventies. He lets things just sit. Yeah. And it just ratchets up the tension, especially because our brains are just trained to want cuts now. Yeah. (laughs) I think like James Wan is legitimately that kind of person who just wakes up and like writes down an idea and then executes it really well on on set the next day like where he's just I was up all night and I figured it out I cracked it (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry he's very Australian I cracked it he's Australian (laughs) yes he and uh Lee Winnell his uh partner for his first couple movies are very Australian (laughs) amazing yeah it's it's really like jarring when i was watching interviews from like behind the scenes for all this and it'd be like patrick wilson vera farmiga hey <laughs> i'm james one <laughs> i was like ah i forgot he's australian <laughs> that was scarier than this movie yeah. <laughs> he just seems like a good guy like in 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 a nice contrast to a lot of the movies we've covered, no bad stories about this. Mm. And every behind the scenes clip I saw was all smiles and James Wan just being a sweetheart to people. Uh, that's <laughs> probably because this movie was made recently right. and not when like directors <laughs> finally realized like, oh, we don't have to torture people. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really love the long takes. And yeah, especially when they would do 
cool camera flips and stuff. Yeah, There's he, a lot he's, of He's those. very into that. Yeah. And then they discover they have a cellar. And all I think anytime this happens in any horror movie, because it always happens, it's like, do you not, did you not have somebody like come inspect the house before you <laughs> bought it? That seems like something they would have found. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. Is this why you're supposed to do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> But it was boarded up. I mean, I guess, but like. Also, like, why? <laughs> also, like, the kids accidentally discover that within the first day of being in the yeah. house by playing their blindfold. They literally did it blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving the story right along. Yeah, I, I guess it's that thing of, like, look, we only got two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fit We're going to condense some things. Yeah, we just got to get spooky Although stuff going. The, the oldest daughter... Uh, from this movie in real life has said the movie outside of the last act with the exorcism pretty accurate mm. to uh, what their experience was mm. um, just that the Warrens weren't quite as involved as the movie would lead you to believe mm. and that there was no exorcism mm. but other than that she said like yeah most of this is stuff like she's got a book apparently it covers all of it and it's all mm. pretty much the same and it sounds really upsetting yeah and I, I feel very bad that her family went through that, yeah. regardless of whether it was ghosts or not. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff happens all the time. Yeah. And it sucks regardless. Yeah. Because <laughs> even if it's not or whatever, still weird, still mm-hmm. bothersome. Mm-hmm. Still makes me worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still could be another person messing with them. Yeah. You never know when good boy mikey's gonna come around with a ghost ghost sheet with some glasses he almost does in this movie yeah (laughs) but uh yeah and then slowly just spooky stuff starts happening right like we said earlier we talked about it already with the clapping scene Mm -hmm. is fantastic um i think it's such an amazingly executed scene that again really relies on a use of longer takes than what we're used to now to just you just know it's going to happen. And you yeah. know it was set up two scenes ago. The second they start playing, you're like, what is it going to be? Yeah. What's going to jump out? And I love that James Wan isn't cheap. Yeah. Like that's he what I did appreciate. He doesn't really rely on like, ah, it was the cat jump scares. You know, he mm. doesn't do the what we talked about on the Blair Witch, the Luden bus, where it's like, I don't know, it was just a loud noise. Yeah. Right? It worked. It got you. He's like, no, if something comes out and scares you, it's here to move the plot forward. If you see, if you hear a scary noise, there is a demon attached to it. And it it gives more background to what's going on each time, too. Yeah. It it builds very nicely. Yeah. Um, I've always felt that James Wan, at least in the way he does horror, his two biggest influences are uh, Toby Hooper and Sam Raimi. Mm. And I think this movie is kind of a beautiful melding of those two ideas in that it's very it's very Toby Hooper with the long takes yeah. and like just sit on it, just focus on it. Yeah. You can't look away. And then at the end, all the nutso stuff starts happening and it's very Sam Raimi. And I love oh, it. yeah. If you want to see how delightful his makeup artist on all of his movies is, he is one of the uh, hosts of Halloween Wars. Must on the, the I think it's on the Food Network. I watch it on Hulu. Mm. Uh, they have to make Halloween themed uh, food decorations. It's very oh, fun. That's fun. He's one of the judges because he does horror movies. So it's cute. That's cool. Yeah, he he's delightful. He has a goatee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, how much of this movie was like practical effects? I think just about all of it. Okay, that's cool. Uh, this movie actually didn't have a huge budget. It only cost twenty million to make, mm. which I mean today is like nothing, especially yeah. for. Or we, you know, there's some. Everybody in this is a relatively established name. James mm-hmm. Wan at this point is kind of the biggest name in horror. I think it, right around here is when he also is like in talks to do like a Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. So he's like he's hot, you know. Yeah. Getting all that done for twenty million is kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. And then it made three hundred million dollars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it 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 is a it is one of the few like surprise word of mouth hits in recent years because it's a movie like the more recent movies I can think of that like just stayed in theaters. Yeah, because I remember like the week it came out, I think it was like number one and it did pretty well. I think it made like it made back its budget opening weekend, which is always good for a smaller movie. And I remember like a couple of my friends had seen it and all of them were like, no, you have to go see it. Mm-hmm. 
And then like the next week it was like six more of my friends were like, we all went and saw it. It's so good. And then like like everyone mm. I knew had like gone to see it except yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was it's always fun to see a movie build like that. What so. year was this? Uh, I believe it's 2013. Yeah, I would have been old enough, but I don't remember my friends and stuff. I oh, yeah. like I wouldn't have gone to see it, but I just don't remember the cultural impact of it, I guess. I remember people like really liking it. Like I remember a dude I knew who just like never really went to see movies. Mm. He went and saw it like three times in mm. theaters. He's like, wow. it's that good, dude. <laughs> and I still didn't go watch it because <laughs> I suck. Uh, <laughs> I think these, I think Conjuring, at least the first one when it came out, was a little more viewed as like, you know, the prestige horror mm. because it had the cast and a little bit more of a budget than like a paranormal activity Mm -hmm. it wasn't relying on like the found footage thing yeah so it was respected you know (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't the movie you went to go like watch and laugh at with your friends yeah because i really didn't know about this whole universe until like this past year with like the nun and yeah everything well this year is kind of like the year it peaked and i think maybe broke because i think within a year of like it finally has hit the Marvel point of saturation and there was an Annabelle movie and the nun within a year of each other. And supposedly uh, La Llorona was supposed to be one, but they just changed the script so that it didn't tie to the conjuring. <laughs> but stuff is just getting like increasingly creepy. Their mom is getting like more and more detached from everything, finding all these weird bruises. Finally, things take a, an upsetting turn when like the girls interact with one of the ghosts no it took an upsetting turn when the dog died well yeah but they thought just we we know better because we're watching a horror movie they just thought like oh shit our dog died like and our daughter found him oh my god yeah like how much would that suck but like i like that it didn't sound weird because it kind of died a good death but it didn't die like a bad violent death it just looked like you just died outside like it happens it sucks and it breaks my heart because I, I love puppers but demons. that wouldn't be like oh clearly this is the work of demons <laughs> demon get a pet so upset maybe the demon pet <laughs> yeah to death oh <laughs> no maybe little rory gave him pets i bet rory was his friend rory rory was, rory is a, is also a good boy <laughs> rory was the mvp of this movie it's for true sure. he, he was a little ghost boy yeah he's a little ghost boy who lives in the toy yeah uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna go with that Rory. where he gave mm-hmm, the dogs mm-hmm. a good pets if that, if that helps you yes it was like <laughs> Shh, you don't want to deal with this trust me just go sleep <laughs> Oh, did he, did he white fang him? Like, just go. Nobody wants you. But it's fine because all dogs go to heaven. It's true. I think that's also why I'm not super into like ghost movies because I feel like they do that all the time where it's lots of foreshadowing. Yeah, like too much foreshadowing I to where I'm it. like, yeah, yeah, I totally know what's gonna happen next. <laughs> you knew there was gonna be a secret passageway that very far maybe you could fall down and get trapped in the basement. I knew that <laughs> they were going to have to go in the wardrobe yeah, yeah. and go to Narnia. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if Mr. Tumnus just walked out of that wardrobe? <laughs> oh, I thought we were playing hang go seek, you guys. Children of Adam and Eve, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm Professor X. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Wait. That was like his big breakout. Wait, <laughs> you didn't know? I was a child when I saw that movie. I'm so happy I get to be here for these moments, Zach. <laughs> Are you googling it? I need to see a picture. Oh my god! <laughs> it's James McAvoy. Yeah. I thought everybody knew that. Again, I saw it. To me, he's just Mr. Tumnus. That's all I remember. That's how good he is in that movie. (laughs) They're solid. Uh, You know what else is solid? Not ghosts. The Conjuring. God damn it, man. (laughs) Segways are hard.
<laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then they track down. Oh, wait. First, they show that Patrick Wilson has an armory of haunted oh, shit yeah. in his house where his daughter can just walk That, that is a real thing that still exists. Um, you can find it for a while. They actually had it open as like a little bit of a museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you still had to like get permission and probably pay to like go yeah. like you couldn't. It wasn't just like an open tourist thing. Yeah. Um, and eventually they closed it down because people. I mean, again, I love I think Ed and Lorraine Warren are absolutely fascinating. I love that they exist in the world. But people kept going in and taking pictures and being like, yeah, that's not an occult item. Like, literally, this is the thing that happened. That's not an occult item. That is a Dungeons and Mass, Dungeons and Dragons, like, like guidebook. (laughs) And they were like, well, no, but you see, it mentions demons and torture. And they're like, yeah, demons that you fight in (laughs) (laughs) D&D. So eventually it is no longer just like open to the public, but you can still find like every now and then like a, a famous YouTuber or like TV personality will get to go on like the tour and like meet Annabelle and stuff. I think the the BuzzFeed Supernatural guys, uh, have, BuzzFeed Unsolved, sorry, have a, a really good video where they go and meet Annabelle. <laughs> I, Trust me, you're going to want to go on a deep dive of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Follow that instinct. <laughs> no, I'm just like. I could go on for so long about the satanic panic in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. The fact that that was in there. They were around in the 80s, man. I know, but I'm just having flashbacks of just like, you can't play D&D. No, Ed and Lorraine Warren are fascinating and worth looking up. Everything you can on them. They have a number of books. (laughs) But yeah, so it shows... Yeah, I mean, it literally just opens up a room and says, "What's the gonna? What do you want to see in the sequel? Pick an item." Like in the <laughs> and it's spin-off. awesome. Like I, I love it. I love that they do that. But yeah, but it does. <laughs> yeah, here's a spinoff. Here. Here's a spinoff. Here. I desperately want to see whatever the story about that samurai suit is. Oh yeah, what ghost is that? <laughs> Give me that spinoff. Give it to me now. Give me Patrick Wilson. In the Samurai armor. sword fighting a demon now. <laughs> he can even wear the arm armor. I don't care. Ocean Master versus Demon Samurai. That movie makes a billion dollars. But what if it just cuts to Darth Maul looking all sad because Patrick Wilson beat him, and then he's like, "Oh, I know," and then cuts to him grabbing the samurai armor. So it's Darth Maul versus Ocean Master in samurai outfits. Aquaman 3. <laughs> Jason Momoa jumps in. Yes. My man. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a little shop of horrors. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know. It's a title. Title. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah. And we meet his daughter and we get to see they have a very nice family dynamic. Like, again good horror movies i like all the people in this for the most part yeah everybody's like and they do a good job of like i know that watching interviews with james on he just kind of said like it was really important to me like one because these are real people but two just because of the art of storytelling like if we don't like this family if we don't like the warrens then all the the craziness that i'm going to throw at you in the third act means nothing yeah and i i think it's awesome that in a, in a time like today when a lot of horror movies including some that James Wan produced including some of them that are conjuring spin-offs that James Wan produced <laughs> they don't care about doing that uh, it's nice to see that he like really takes care with his movies and his characters yeah i will say though i love ron livingston cuz <laughs> office space is great but he's no mr incredible that's fair but this also isn't their movie. It's the Warrens. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the master stroke of this movie is apparently like for like a year, they were trying to just write a straight movie about the parents where like towards the end the Warrens come into it. Mm. And then I guess like a producer bought the rights to the, the script that they were working on and just said like, well, that's because like no offense to the parents, but the Warrens are way more interesting. Mm. 
make this movie about the Warrens and their journey to help them. Yeah. Like we don't make movies about like the victims that Superman is saving. We make movies about Superman. Yeah. Like Superman's more interesting. No, I just want to see a movie of like the guy that Superman saved and how his life changed from right? then on out. <laughs> There's a lot of good comics about that. I'll, I'll, I'll send them your way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's how a lot of supervillains get started, too. Yeah. Including Lex Luthor. Superman accidentally burned off all his hair. Vendetta. <laughs> and bring it back to Mr. Incredible Syndrome. Exactly. <laughs> but Conjuring. Yes. In theory, uh, that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> so after all the spooky stuff happens, they track down um, Patrick Wilson and... Vera Farmiga. Yeah, and get them to come over and check mm-hmm. stuff out. I love that every time they show them giving a lecture, it is like a packed house of people really excited. And I'm like, that I've been happen. to college lectures. It's like five people <laughs> <laughs> who two of them are napping. Especially in like a supernatural. Yeah. Setting. In the 70s. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> Like now when like the internet exists and somebody would fully like find out about it because of like a a Facebook event Hmm. and be like, oh, I will drive, you know, a state over to go see these, these whack jobs. (laughs) Then not so much. Yeah. And then immediately right uh, right away, they're like, oh, your shit's haunted. Yeah. I like, well, at first they're kind of trying to be, look, everything's got a real explanation, blah, blah, blah. And then like immediately they see a ghost and they were like, well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the wife, uh, she sees the ghost, but you don't know that yet. Yeah. But Patrick Wilson's like, oh, it called you say. Is the knocking three times? Yeah, your shit's haunted, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love the, the creepy little touch when he goes to listen to the tapes of uh, him interviewing her. She's the only one who doesn't show up on them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it just turns to <gasps> ghost noises. Yeah. And then that's when you know they're targeted too. Yeah. So they decide they need to move in. Uh Patrick Wilson needs to assert his dominance over this family's father <laughs> by starting He's to fix their car. Fully cucking that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you gotta be, be by Patrick Wilson, right? <laughs> like, because <laughs> he is fully like, oh no, I'm gonna be the father your daughter's always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he even told, tells his wife later, oh, that little one, April, do you see the way she gave me pancakes? <laughs> I'm the best, yeah. aren't I? I'm stealing this man's family. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the ghost killed your wife and you. I guess I have to take all these kids now. I'm such a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the twist in this movie? Ed Warren was just fucking with these people and then stole their kids. <laughs> better movie i mean i like this movie a lot but way better movie just turns into a thriller yeah winks at the camera at the end but but see here's the problem it's patrick wilson so everyone would leave the movie and be like what a hero (laughs) (laughs) he saved those children did you see the sideburns on that man wow (laughs) those were real Yes, they were. Yeah. That's where all of his car fixing powers comes yeah, from. <laughs> of course, that's, that's how car repair works, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're like trying to figure it out because they have to get ev- evidence so so that they can get approval from uh, the Catholic Church to come perform an exorcism. Because mm-hmm. I know we're cheating when we say that this is a ghost movie because it's demons or whatever. But again, they made it up, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Warrens, not the family yeah it's two separate things yeah <laughs> i i love that like when they're showing the priest the video of all the freaky stuff that happened at the house like the daughter getting dragged by yeah. her hair and like the priest is like oh, well fuck like that's his attitude like i don't even i don't want to go check that out they're not catholic i can't do it come on man fine <laughs> just looks really scary <laughs> i saw a toy car go across the room for like seven hours <laughs> it was way worse 
Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't have a tornado room with a it's clown true. doll it's spinning true. around. No clown dolls in this movie. So definitely a couple of pegs lower than Poltergeist. <laughs> a tree didn't try to eat anybody. Yeah. Shit gets real, real serious. Yeah. So then um, the parents are staying at a hotel trying to get away from the house so they can actually rest. The uh, dad has to, office space guy has to... Uh, <laughs> Ron Livingston. I just like calling him off the space guy. Uh, Uh, I made a joke that I was proud of during the movie when they started getting haunted. I was like, well, hopefully it's not a printer ghost (laughs) or he's screwed. (laughs) Ron Livingston knows how to he knows how to lay a beating on a printer. God, I love that movie. So good. (laughs) So good. Um, But uh, he leaves for a minute to go get something or go to work i was never it doesn't matter he's gone for a minute and he comes back and the mother has taken the two youngest daughters and it's right around this time that oh that uh, was later oh i'm way ahead of us sorry first they figure out he took the girls to go get ice cream and left patrick wilson and wife of patrick wilson behind (laughs) and uh, just call him ed in the rain (laughs) I, I'm just going to see Patrick Wilson. Like Patrick Wilson. Vera Farmiga has a number of awards, sir. Her name <laughs> is also hard to say. Vera? Vera. There you go. Nailed Vera. it. It's, just gonna, it's not hard to say. It's hard to remember. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> She's no Patrick Wilson like I said before. <laughs> um, but yeah, and she sees the ghost and it, it throws up all over the mom. again this is where it gets real ramey yeah and i I love it just about to say that's where it gets real dead yeah this movie takes a turn that i really love yeah (laughs) but yeah then they come back they bring over brad brad (laughs) officer brad so they bring over hopper and Joseph gordon levitt uh (laughs) who i want a spinoff movie of immediately aka Patrick Wilson's assistant and a police officer. Yes. I'm still unclear why they needed a cop, but. Or why a skeptical cop would like believe them and go out there with them. Yeah. They need like, maybe it was there and we just missed it. They need like a line where he's like Ron Livingston's cousin or something. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'm the one that helped him find the place in town. I'm just worried about my family. So I'm just, I wanted to come help. You know, but no, I don't believe it. But if they believe it, I'm here to, you know, just something. Yeah. Justify it. Because I'm just like, do you need police permission to, like, investigate ghosts? Like, was that a thing in the 70s? Well, because <laughs> I took it as he's there for protection. But it's I like. I guess. But you want, like. I guess get one maybe... of the real Catholic Irish cops. <laughs> not the skeptic Brad. Right. Not Brad who's like, I don't know. It's creaky. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they probably explain it to like, oh, maybe somebody's messing with them. And like, yeah. I mean, r- really, the reason that Brad is there is so that he can ask questions and be kind of an audience surrogate for yeah. a minute without having to. Because at this point, it would feel weird if we had to interrupt the pain that the parent family is going through to have them be like, and what's this device do, Ed? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> like, And give some good old comic relief. Yeah. When he's pretty t- funny. <laughs> yeah. And then they set up all their ghost investigating equipment and pretty much immediately they capture all the ghosts on film, all the ghosts yeah. on everything. Which like when uh, Ed and Lorraine... Yes. When <laughs> Just call him Patrick and his wife. Pat, when it's Patrick fine. and his wife <laughs> go, go back to their house and uh, after they've done some research, Patrick Wilson's movie wife uh, <laughs> then finds out like, oh no, this shit hella haunted. There's like yeah. a dead kid there, a dead kid there, a witch there. And it's all being yeah controlled by the first person who was a witch. Uh, I don't love that in real life they kind they kind of imply that in this world like no 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 the Salem witch trials did happen but they were right <laughs> those women deserve to die it's like oh no that happens a lot in horror movies and every yeah. time I'm like when you say that they actually were witches I think people forget those were real people 
yeah. it's kind of not great yeah like i get it because it's immediate in america it's like one of our few big pieces of mythology mm. uh you know is like the salem witch trials but like they were real people who died and it wasn't cool yeah <laughs> they they but, they were not satan worshiping witches they were just innocent women yeah <laughs> yeah from that side it's like yeah that sucks but weren't there like actual like people who like would sacrifice a child and like, I mean, there's not really shit like, like that there's not really a ton of evidence of that in fact um the movie kind of exaggerates the Bathsheba story, Bathsheba story, even from what the the true story says it was. Mm. In that there was a woman named Bathsheba, but um, she did not hang herself. And while she was accused of witchcraft, she was found innocent. And she was accused of killing a child, but it never even went to court. Mm. Um, it simply went to like kind of the court of public opinion. But an actual investigation by like police at the time found she was not the one who must have caused the child harm um even though it is mysterious and creepy because uh it was like a kid passed away who supposedly was in her care Mm. and some of the evidence pointed to it looked like someone had killed the baby yeah so that every so the court of public opinion blamed her but like also she was found innocent by police she lived out the rest of her life pretty normally and in fact was even buried in the same cemetery as her child, hmm. which I don't think you would do if you thought she was really a child murderer. Yeah. So like the Bathsheba angle of it in this movie, they had to exaggerate it. So I get it. Yeah. But it's like, eh, you could have just said she was a witch and not direct because they directly referenced the sale. Her cousin was one of the uh, yeah. witches in the Salem witch trials. That's true. So you know what that means. <laughs> they're all really witches <laughs> and deserved it it's like they're real people yeah yeah that's true yeah I that's the part that's the only i'm fine with it being like oh she was an evil witch and she murdered kids like just say that you yeah. don't need to tie it to this real event in this case you don't need a name drop <laughs> like sometimes it works like movie you and i both really love it's in like my top five paranorman mm-hmm. but they basically say it was still wrong to do it yeah. So, like, yeah, they <laughs> they got the story of the girl. Yeah, and was like, oh, you actually sympathize because yes, it was a bad. Oh, they would not be bad people. They're just different. Yeah, <laughs> even if it is true. I love like <sighs> Paranorman is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. Yeah, so, so many John Carpenter references. Uh, is there? <laughs> Think about it. Play it in your... Watch it again now that you've watched some oh, of these I'm, movies. I'm absolutely yeah. going to. I mean, the plot is basically the plot of The Fog, so... Because <laughs> Coraline's my favorite, so I watched that one the most. And I, I think I've seen Paranorman and Box Trolls the least. Pa- pa- Paranorman is legitimately in like my top five movies of all time. As you should. And um, I saw it on a whim in theaters with one of my friends who was just like, I don't know, this is what's out. You want to go see it? And I, I love animation. I love stop motion. Mm-hmm. I had loved Coraline. I was like, yeah. yeah, let's go. But I didn't expect much. And literally, I think my friend was embarrassed because by the end of that movie, I was like crying in public. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was a little bit like, oh, over the, I'm going to sit there now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and I was like, they're both misunderstood <laughs> and they need each other. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It and is. Fun fact, since I'm animation boy, first ever LGBT character in any animation I know, ever. It's pretty great. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out like that. But the conjuring. Uh they're still waiting on the approval and that's when they go to the hotel, right? Yeah. Right around here. Uh then the mom snatches the two kids. The two kids and takes them back to the house because we just because lo- that's when Lorraine realizes Bathsheba was this child murderer. <gasps> She's using possession to possess the mothers and murder the children that's why there's all these child deaths tied to this property so they have to go save the girls literally just barely in time yeah unless she was literally like just like hold on they're gonna be here in like five minutes it's fine just stop moving it's fine (laughs) there they are ah (laughs) like they like she was about to murder that girl otherwise (laughs) poor little Beezus. and then this movie just goes nuts it goes full Mm raimi and i love every second of it 
like right down to the weird little bird puppets. Mm-hmm. Right, it does kind of look like what we do in the shadows, though. You ruined it for me. <laughs> that was Nelly. I know you and my wife have ruined it for me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing that I'm just now realizing. The thing about like always oh, spooky stuff happening. It all kind of blurs together for me because like I'm trying to replay things to talk about, but. To me, that whole whenever it's like a sequence of spooky stuff, it all just like blurs together to me. That's fair. Like the the exorcisms, the exorcism scene here. Like like I said, I love it. I think yeah. it's well done, but it is kind of just it's just an exorcism scene. Some spooky shit happens in the movie ends, Wait. as opposed to like the clap scene, which is like this master class in like how to build tension, and how yeah. to release. This is just like yeah, like, but it also like your movie can't end any other way than just like look we've been through the ringer this is ultimately about good versus evil good's gotta win when patrick wilson busts out the bible and starts speaking latin in the subtitles so i didn't mishear it but in the subtitles in latin he goes vade retro satan and it sounds like a youtube gamer I would watch the shit out of that channel. Do they only play horror games, do you think? Or No, that's like Minecraft. a Call of Duty clan. <laughs> like Vade. You got Vade Babadook, Vade Ghoul, Vade Shiba, Vade Retro Satan. Guys, it's your boy Vade Retro Satan 69 here. 420XX. Smash that like button. <laughs> Yeah, I think literally after I made that joke, me and Nelly just whenever the ghost face would pop up, like, smash that like, smash that moment like button. Leave a comment below telling me your favorite thing about Vade Retro Satan. What's your favorite part of an exorcism? Oh, yeah. Mine's floating upside down. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. And, oh, yeah, and then the, she uses her ghost force powers to pick up the shotgun and like shoot at him i was like quick scope bu, 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 bu. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> that's what i got out of this movie <laughs> that's not a bad thing to get out of this movie <laughs> and then they vanquish the demon and everybody gets to live happily ever after because that's mm-hmm. how movies like this end you know like that's that's the most i can say that's not a good thing or a bad thing it's not a judgment pass it's just I mean, The Exorcist is the most famous exorcism movie of all time, and it's about good versus evil. Mm. So you can guess who wins. You know, like, that's what these movies are about. I don't begrudge them that, you know, Superman always has to punch Lex Luthor at the end. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And then it ends on uh, the Asgardians putting (laughs) the Infinity Stone in the Collector's Vault to tie into the next movie. (laughs) All I could think of was Indiana Jones. (laughs) Where's it being taken to? It's going to be handled by top men. Who? Top men. That top man? Patrick Wilson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Rory's little thing plays. And... You're expecting a jump scare, but it doesn't. It just kind of is like, yeah. it's over. Like, I think that's the message of that little moment is like, you don't have to be afraid. Good fought evil in one. Yeah, it's put away in yeah. Patrick Wilson's lair of doom. <laughs> yeah. Who keeps that in their house? I know. If you if you genuinely believe this stuff is all haunted, like, yeah, have a separate build. Get a shed at least. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not somewhere that your kid can just waltz on yeah. into. Which, that was the thing we skipped over. The, oh, their yeah. Their kid got, like... Tortured by the demon. Yeah. The as they, they said or when they first started investigating earlier in the movie, the demons don't like us because they know what we're here for. Yeah. Which is a great little bit of setup. And then it gives them kind of a fun moment to explore the space of the room a little bit more and have a little bit more Annabelle, which is neat. Mm-hmm. It's a fun scene. Yeah. It doesn't really add anything to the movie. It's just there because James Wan's good at this. So he gets into one more good, scary set piece. My aunt wanted more screen time. Yeah. <laughs> She has to earn a living, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then it showed pictures of the real people, and they all looked like actual ghosts. That's just the... the them washing out the black and white photo. Well, I mean, even the way they're dressed, like Wednesday Adams and shit. Yeah. 
I love that now you've seen a photo of the real Ed and Lorraine Warren no, to, cam- to compare against Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Patrick Wilson, who, like, despite us mocking his hairline, which is I fine. I didn't mock his hairline. I did. You did. Uh, you joined in for a second. I remember I it. said, we're two white guys. We can't talk shit. <laughs> I said, any Patrick. <laughs> it's going any day now. I, my dad was bald as fuck. I've seen my future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, he is like this tall, strapping, handsome man. And Vera Farmiga is like this beautiful Hollywood actress. And you see real Ed and Lorraine Warren. And it, it's just kind of this lovely young woman, but no very for me good. Like, I feel like I'm being a dick. And then Ed Warren is like, how did you get to Patrick Wilson from that? <laughs> it's a movie. It okay, always happens. I love him. But like, he's like five foot six and like 200 pounds and has even less hair than Patrick Wilson <laughs> than I will have in the future. <laughs> yeah, that was the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Uh, at the end of the day, subscribe to Vade Retro Satan <laughs> on YouTube. Coming at you live with the best haunting content. Right. I have something that might make this movie better for you, though. Okay. You know what's way more interesting than this movie? The lawsuit surrounding it that almost happened. So someone had obtained the rights to write a book called The Demonologist about Ed and Lorraine Warren. And they had sold the rights to that book to not Warner Brothers or New Line Studios. And it contains the story of the parent family haunting in it. So they were arguing like, well, no, like that's in my book, which the Warrens gave me the rights to use this story, which has been optioned for a film. So your movie is taking is infringing upon my rights. To which Warner Brothers argued, no, no, this is a true story. We can tell it. And they almost had to go to court, which would have meant that Warner Brothers almost had to prove the ghosts were real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do have the rights to scooby-doo <laughs> they could have busted out the mystery machine how amazing would like that's the courtroom drama i want though especially just i want to hear the other dude's side where he desperately wants to make this movie but now he has to say no no it is bullshit sir it is not true in any way <laughs> And I would like the rights to it. <laughs> you know there'd be a moment where it's like, now I'm going to bring out this containment unit. <laughs> Objection. The judge has to sit back and go, I'll allow it. <laughs> this movie writes itself, Zach. What are we doing with our lives? Hold up, hold up. We have a surprise guest. Juror, uh, please bring him in. Bill Murray. <laughs> now, Mr. Murray... Is it or is it not true that you are not afraid of no ghosts? <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's better than this movie. A movie I love, yeah. but I desperately want to know what that court case would have been. I just want to see like the courtroom like right? sketches. Oh. <laughs> of like people waving their arms around oh. and like, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you can't see me when I'm making spooky arms, guys. This is what happened. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, we're gonna recap. We're gonna call upon James Wan to give testimony, and he gets up there and he's like, "If we could turn out the lights, please." Takes out a flashlight, shines it on his face. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> You're right. This is, this is a way better movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. (laughs) It's just Miracle on 34th Street, but with ghosts. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, and the uh, one other fun fact I have about this movie, because it sounds like it was just filming went off without a hitch. I don't have a lot of fun stuff for it, unfortunately. But uh, this movie is rated R. There is no swearing, very little violence, and no gore in the movie. So James Wan actually shot it looking for after, you know, 
saw and stuff like a pg-13 horror movie and he was very much like well this is the kind of movie like teenagers would want to go see like that's our demographic with this like directly like let's make it for for that crowd like the crowd that wants to go like what at a movie theater yeah and then it came back from the mpaa with an r and he was apparently like like just like hit the ceiling like pissed like yeah like what the i I know what gets you an R in this town. This is not Saw. Like, yeah. And like went to them and said, like, what do I have to cut? They were like, there's, we don't know what to tell you, dude. It's just, it's just too scary and upsetting the whole time. There's nothing you can cut that won't get you an R. So, <laughs> so this movie is so scary R. that they had, they couldn't give it a PG 13. Rated R too spooky for you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Which is, one shitty fuck the MPAA. I've said before, I hate them. Yeah. Watch uh, this film is not yet rated. <laughs> listen, listen to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street episode yes. for all Matt's hot takes. <laughs> I believe that's the right one. But then also, like, what great free advertising for your horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, in closing, I really like this movie, like a lot. In closing. I really like Patrick Wilson. He is the best part of the movie, so I'll, I'll give it to you there. When we get to the sequel, he does get to sing an entire Elvis song. It's a delight. It's just literally just five minutes of clearly he just went to James Wan and was like, I have been in like six of your fucking movies at this point. I did Broadway. I am a singer. You were going to point that camera at me for five minutes and I'm going to sing this whole Elvis song. <laughs> <laughs> just like papa kurt russell yeah <laughs> before him horror icons and elvis man mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a thing yep apparently that's uh our episode on the conjuring yeah i i, I don't have much to say yeah. really oh, we gotta tie it to uh tarantino, tarantino which yes. i can do pretty quick do it vera farmiga is in the departed with leonardo dicaprio who's in two tarantino movies huh? i'm sure there's like an easier one someone's gonna be like well that little girl was but uh, I don't know that. So, <laughs> well, that little girl was a CGI baby. <laughs> She's not a real person, Matt. <laughs> it was all CG. That would be amazing. <laughs> all right, but thanks for listening. Uh, where can everybody find you, Zach? Uh, at Zach Shirk on Instagram, and, and that's it, pretty much. Where yeah. can they find you, Matt? Uh, you can find me as I draw paintings on pretty much everything or on my Facebook artist page of Matt Mears. And you can forward me all of your fun photos of Patrick Wilson being a delight. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Oh, send me those too, please. <laughs> yeah. If you've got Patrick Wilson memes, if those are a thing, I would very much like to see them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. And where can uh, everybody follow the podcast? Uh, you can listen to Matt Makes Act Watch Horror Movies on Spotify, Stitcher, google podcast and apple podcast and uh what are we watching next week well next week we are watching one of the the crowning achievements of horror uh one of the most celebrated ghost films of all time even though i feel like people forget it's about ghosts we are watching stanley kubrick's controversial classic the shining i'm really excited for this one it's very good I, aesthetics all the way that's all i know about it aesthetics yeah it's, it's a great way to close out uh our ghost month and celebrate the holidays with your family that you love and last episode of the year oh yeah i didn't think about that that's a good one to end on i think for the end of the year yeah so i got a lot to say about the behind the scenes stuff of that movie so look forward to it all right so thanks everybody for listening and it's your boy vade retro satan (laughs) like us on instagram follow us on spotify check out our mixtape on soundcloud and don't forget, special shout out, my boy, Vade Bagul. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>